White Sox fans, welcome into the Sox on Tap post game show presented by On Tap Sportsnet. It's Johnny on here alongside my guy, Sox Insane. Um, Besnick, I, I just gotta start. I, I gotta take a sip of beer here because it, <laughs> it, it, it's rough. It, we're in tough times and we're only in the three weeks into the season here. Yeah, this is uh, this is rough. This was a rough one today. Um, six hits, two runs. It's uh, I'll be I'll be uh, I'll be having a beer shortly after this as well. Uh, yeah, uh, White Sox fans, you're gonna need it. So make sure you go hashtag crack them. Um, unfortunately, they're misery beers today, as you alluded to. White Sox dropped the series finale five to two to the Phillies. Um, that's another series loss. I have not won uh, one one yet uh, so far this season, and um, you know, a lot to discuss in this one. But before we do that, little housekeeping, uh, listeners, make sure. Go subscribe on Tip Sportsnet on YouTube so you know when we go live. You can also jump in the comments section here, uh, share your frustration about the White Sox. We'll uh, pin it up uh, on the uh, little comment board that we got below us here. Uh, I'd love to hear your takes. So once again, on Tip Sportsnet, YouTube, subscribe, and then follow along on social media at on Tap Sportsnet and at Sox on Tap. Our handles right here underneath us. So. Let's get into this one. Um, series finale, not too, too much to stew over. A short outing for Mike Clevenger. Uh, he had been, oh, you know, pretty solid in, in his first uh, few starts. And then today um, runs into, you know, a little bit of the long ball. Uh, was You know, balls flying out early. And then a 44-pitch third inning here. So that kind of puts a damper on the day, and he got to go to Tanner Banks early. Yeah, I mean, he uh, he didn't have it today. He lets up the homer in the first for, to Trey Turner. Before that, Turner was 0 for 8, and, you know, that's not a guy you're going to shut down for too long. Um, you know, he's a, he's an all-star. He's one of the best players in the game. That's that's a tough one. But, yeah, I mean, he's not throwing he, – he only walked one, but he's not throwing strikes. He's laboring through innings. Uh, not good. Not good, Bob. He was in the 70-pitch in the 70, 70 pitch range, I think. Uh, in that third, so it uh, it made a lot of sense to pull him at that point, and um, I, I was I was happy that they pulled him because um, he just didn't have it, and there was no reason to continue. Right, yeah, and, and you know I will say um, he was able. Uh, granted, it took once again forty four pitches, but he did get out of that third inning with um, just the one run allowed. I know he had had the uh, you know home runs earlier in the game that obviously bumped the score up to where it was, but I think it could have gotten a lot uglier there. Um, at the end of his outing so at least they're they're still within striking distance but that brings us to our next problem here and tony and i talked about the meme about you only get one of the you know p- hitting pitching defense that uh you got hitting but only for one inning once again it seems even in the win last night we can only get one solid hit per game that's what it feels like here and it's super frustrating yeah and in all these games those runs have come early They've come in the first three innings, and then after that, the offense just goes cold. And uh, and we saw it again today. And we saw them fight a little bit through it in the Orioles game on Saturday, where they kept you know letting up the lead and then coming back. They showed some fight that day, but since then, it's been you get one and you like it, like Tony says. So one or two innings of runs, and then the rest is just um, lifelessness. And we saw that today, six hits. I mean. Um, that's it. That's all we got. Um, yeah. Pretty yeah. tough. That's all we got. Six goddamn hits. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Major league there. Um, yeah. It's, you know, it's tough when it's so, so barren and so thin because 
you go through and I hear this quote from Pedro Grifol and he, after the game, he says, those guys aren't going out, going up there trying to make outs. Well, it's like, A, thanks, Captain Obvious, the professional baseball players. I would hope not. But B, I had to respond with the Ron Burgundy. I don't believe you, Gift, because yeah. the plate approaches are brutal. <laughs> Dive but, into that a little bit. Uh, the plate approaches are brutal. I mean, they are... Um, going up there free swinging. This is a free swinging team, and there's really not a whole lot of um, whole lot of thump in the lineup. So the at bats look bad. So if they're not trying to make outs, they have me fooled because it definitely looks like they're trying to make outs. Um, and uh, and you know it's it's pretty obvious when you see one walk. Yeah, it's not working counts. Right. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you, t- you talk about that, like I see a Luis Robert check swing and I know he has been one guy that has actually, you know, had a little bit of a, you know, probably best offensive production there, but he had a little check swing out to, you know, a little lazy liner to the second baseman. And that looked like a bit in that bat in which a bit White Sox player was trying to make an out because um, that was just a <laughs> terrible approach there. Uh, kind of just uh, that just magnified it for me. It was, you know, kind of like a one off thing in one of the innings there. But that the first thing that came to my mind when I heard yeah. that after the game. So, um, yeah, it's, you know, it, it, all in all, I mean, the pen did kind of, you know, keep you around. So not that, the you know, the, you need the bats to then, um put together a rally, but for overall Tanner Banks, I know we let up a um, couple runs in that first inning that he got into in the fourth, but after that uh, Middleton and him and Middleton and Santos locked it down. So that's one small positive I can take away. And then Andrew Vaughn finally getting his first. I think there was a lot of noise surrounding him, Eloy, and there still will continue to be, um, but some of those bats, right. They're expected to provide power. Uh, I'm hoping this is one that can get him going. Yeah, and it was good to see AV finally find the launch codes. He was two for four today. He was really the only only hitter that showed up, um, and uh, and and the rest of them were pretty much non-existent. But Robert, I mean, this uh, his average batting average now is down to two sixty three. He is, you know, he got off to a hot start, and now he's really cooled off. Um, I'm glad Vaughn hit that homer. I've been saying for a couple of weeks he's going to do that. I think I took him in the pick right. to click like three or four times, and uh, he finally got got one on the board. And then you got Eloy hitting 190, just looking completely lost at the plate. Uh, Eloy's cooked. Eloy probably needed a rehab stint That's... in Scarlet, which is uh, just to kind of get his bearings for a couple of games because he uh, he's he had an 0 for four with four strikeouts the other day, and he's just lost. Right. Yeah. About the only positive I can think of since Eloy returned was that kind of little bloop RBI single on Friday night's game against the Orioles. That was about it. Other yeah. than that, it's been pretty bad from Eloy there. So, you know, we, we look at this and once again, like I said, this is a lot of doom and gloom here because I, I hate to be this way this early. But once Dang. again, these games still count and it's, you know, you're starting to dig a hole. You're seven and 12 now. You haven't won a series. You haven't won back-to-back games. You're in fourth place behind the Detroit Tigers. Now a game behind them. You're four games back in first place and could fall even further, depending on Minnesota and Cleveland outcomes tonight. You've got three upcoming at Tampa, who is 16-3 and and will be coming off an off day for Friday's opener. And then you go up to Canada. Toronto is 11-7 and right now. Um, and reinforcements are not on the way. Um, no, Mankata 
Let's start there with Moncada. Um, not likely to play this weekend and will likely need a rehab stint. Um, I don't think this is extremely shocking, but kind of getting some word uh, from the White Sox brass. Yeah, good to hear that. Based on what I've seen with Eloy the last few games, I'm glad that Moncada is getting a rehab stint to to hopefully figure things out before he gets you know called back up. But yeah, he's not he's not coming. Uh, TA is not, you know, not still a week or two away. So yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty ugly. All, all the whole rundown of the list there that you just gave uh, is not very promising. I mean, what, what, what is there? There's, there's really nothing to hang my hat on right now with this team. There's uh, a lack of hitting. There is a lack of power. Uh, starting pitching has faltered now the last two games, which before that they put together a nice run of starts and the bullpen was giving runs away. So, you know, you go back to, you only get one thing. The bullpen, I guess, did a pretty good job today. And that was the one we got. So pretty rough and not looking good. I don't know what it's going to take to turn this ship around, but it's sinking pretty quick. Right. And I heard, you know, when we're, as we're kind of, you know, transitioning this into the looking ahead at what's on tap next for the White Sox here, when I was just listening a little bit to the post game show between Scott Pitsednik and Frank Thomas and Chuck Garfin, and I get it. They are the White Sox station, right? You know, obviously it's NBC, but they're the official broadcast crew and their contracts with the White Sox there, right? So they have to still at least provide some of this. But with the, with the two words that Frank said, surprise and shock the world by taking two of three from Tampa. That's his grandiose vision of, you know, what we need to do this weekend. And I agree we should take two of three from Tampa. But when he used those words, I was like, we're here just three weeks into the season. And we're already saying we got to shock the world like this. Don't get me wrong. Tampa's off to a hot start. But it's like, my God, we should not be in this position to start with. Yeah, I mean, Frank, we need to take two of three of every series. Uh, if I wish it were that easy. But, you know, you're playing a team that's super hot, and it doesn't look good. I mean, the one positive I'll say is we were four and six against Tampa last year. Um, so we played them pretty tough. Uh, hopefully that rings true again. Um, that's that's my only positive outlook going into that series. Right. And one but, yes, yeah, so- it's, it's so early for this kind of talk. And it's just really disheartening. There, there's no way to sugarcoat seven and twelve. There's right. just no way to say anything good about it. And we're playing teams. We just played a team who came into the series with the same record. I know the Phillies got to the World Series last year, and they've got a lot of talent, uh, but they were playing bad, and we couldn't even take advantage of that. Right. Yeah. Um, it was what a battle of six and ten teams coming in uh, to the yeah. series, and obviously Phillies the one that's able to take two of three from the, um, you know, uh, opening of the week here series. So um, as we're looking ahead, I guess one thing I could put out there is that since 2019, the trap has not been as much of a house of horrors for us. Um, we've actually been able to take some series down there. So that, that's at least one thing on my mind. And also Tampa, it's they're, they're a very good baseball team, right? They, they deserve to be up near the top of where they are. But they also did have a bit of a cupcake schedule. And then they did come back down to earth a little bit and showed that they are human and, you know, lost a game. You know, I think they lost two to Toronto. They also lost a game to the Reds. So it's not like they are, you know, absolute um, Goliath here. So I just wanted to put some context around this one. Looking at the matchups here, um, Kopech versus Calvin F- uh, Foucher on Friday. 
Dylan Cease, Shane McClanahan on Saturday. That'll be a beaut of a game that's on national TV as well. Uh, and then Sunday, Lance Lynn, TBD. I'm sure the, op- the Rays will probably go with an opener and absolutely smash <laughs> around and we'll get like one hit total on the date. So that's a preview for the weekend of how's it looking. Wait, wait, how do you think this shakes out or any insight for any of these matchups here? I mean, Cease, you know, obviously that's the stopper. That's the one where you say, you know, you you probably win. He didn't win last time out, and the team didn't win last time out. He had kind of a short start, so hopefully you get a bounce back there. But McClanahan's very good. Um, you know, Cy Young candidate last year, he's going to be tough. Um, Kopech, you know, you just hope he can put something together and give you some length. Um, he seems to be laboring a lot, and, there's some genuine concerns about the uh, the big bastard. I know you are a Lance Lynn enjoyer as much as I am. And, uh, you know, you're a little concerned about him, uh, what we've seen so far. The the loss in um, velocity that we've, we've witnessed so far has definitely hurt him. He's another guy laboring through a lot of innings. Uh, but he still, he still gutted out six and, and righted, righted the ship uh, last yesterday. Right. So, yeah. I was yeah. just say, he's got to be ready to go from the jump too. That's that's a tough thing. They they've been jumping on him in the first inning. So yeah, um, from jump street, I think that's big for Lance to hashtag set the tone for the game. Maybe a clean inning every once in a while. That'd be nice. <laughs> um, man, as I look at this, I you know I want to say probably another series loss. You know, maybe you know, you're probably take able to take one somehow. Um, but you probably use up all your offense in like one game. That's what it, that's kind of where I'm at. Biggest fear here. I understand there have been some concerns. Um, just based on which turn through the rotation it is, because um, we've seen Jekyll and Hyde acts, right, from from basically all of the starters except for Dylan Cease, because even when he's bad, it's not all that bad. Um, right. So when I go and look at that, man, we need to start hitting the ball out of the ballpark with consistency. Someone besides just Jake Berger, credit to him. He's been carrying offense. I think Tony and Sean did a great job of outlining that, um, kind of highlighting what he's meant to this lineup. But, man, they're impotent. Aside from him, it's tough. Yeah, I mean, you don't have anybody remotely close to hitting 300. So if you're not going to hit home runs, you've got to be good in situational hitting. And they don't appear to be coming up with any of those clutch hits. Um, That's what is going to lead to runs for this team. They've got to be able to come through in those situations, one for five with runners in scoring position. So that's not really a whole lot of opportunity there. But they've they've got to come through in whatever chances they get because they're not going to hit home runs and they've got to play clean defense and get some good pitching. Um, so it's it's a tough thing to put together when you don't hit home runs. Right, and I uh, want to kind of transition here. It's up to these guys that are in the lineup right now to nut up and get it done. Because guess what? Reinforcements are not on the way. I alluded to it earlier with Moncada. We talked about him, but Tim Anderson he's still on a two to four week timeline, and the best update that they could even give was that they hope it's on the short end of that. Uh, it was via Chuck Garfine when they showed Tim playing a little catch on the field um, before the game today. So it's like these sure, like Tim Anderson is you, you've called, you know, the heart and soul, right. Uh, of the team. We've talked about that. We, you can go and look at the record, Tim Anderson in the lineup versus uh, out of it, obviously um, big difference there, but these guys aren't ready to come back yet. So, do you want to just keep slipping and use the excuse of, you know, we just got to get healthy, like Sean Roberts comments here, just stay healthy, right? The approach that everyone kind of memes and jokes to death. But, man, the, it's it's up to these guys to the, the want to. I don't. That's the other thing. Like, that, that's when I go to Griffol's 
quote again about the, you know, these guys aren't up there trying to make outs. Like I said, in theory, okay, I get it, but it really doesn't look like there's a whole lot of like rallying together on the bench or anything like that. Um, even when you do get, get a base runner on, what's the most they do? The little check mark celebration. I don't see any, anybody having fun. The, well, meanwhile, the Orioles are doing sprinklers and shit in the dugout. Is it, are we really that lethargic on that 2022 level of energy? I honestly want to know. I wish I was a fucking fly on the wall in there. You know, I've, I've watched a lot of pregame and postgame shows, um, you know, this year and, and last year. And Ozzy has said this a number of times, and he said this team doesn't like each other. And then you hear a Abreu when he goes to the Astros, and he says, this team's a family that we, what we were last year wasn't. So, you know, Ozzy, uh, Ozzy likes, to, uh, likes to talk and, and say some things. So, you know, you can take that as you want, but it, it's interesting to hear that from him, who's as close to the team as he is. And you're right. I mean, these guys got to nut up. Lennon Sosa, you're hitting 144, man. 144. You're, but you're not trying to make outs. I mean, the only cool thing that looks like they're having fun is Jake Berger hitting the home run and and biting the burger with Elvis Andrews. That was cool right. to see. But that's it. I mean, Jake is the only one that's out there looking like that. Um, everybody else, like you said, looks lethargic. We've got <clears throat> Romy Gonzalez. Lennon Sosa, Eloy Jimenez, all batting under 200. Elvis Andrews, 212. I mean, that's that's just not going to get it done. Right. And, you know, like I said, it's up to those guys that are in the lineup every day, too, because the bench, I call them the bench bums. All, all of our bench players suck. I'm sorry. Romy Gonzalez, only a Cactus League legend. He sucks. <laughs> Lennon Sosa, he's in the lineup, but he sucks. Hanser Alberto, we obviously know he sucks. He didn't even get any run in this series. They all suck. They're not good players. They don't insulate themselves with good depth. No, and that's that's the problem. I mean, because you, you look around the league, and I, I did a little looking around, and there was 31 players total last year in all of Major League Baseball that started 150 games. That's not a lot. Um, and there was 53 that appeared in that many games, 150. So there are teams out there who don't have guys for, you know, a, a – 10, 20% of the season, a lot of, a lot of players are missing that much time, but those teams have good reserves, major league quality reserves. And we're running quadruple, maybe not even quad a players, triple a players out there, hoping that they turn into something. And they've done this consistently for years and it just never works. And they never learn their lesson and they never go out there and go get some quality reserves that you can rely on during these injury stints. Right. Um, there is one guy that has come up, though, that I do want to give a little bit of props to, and that's Keenan Middleton. Usually these guys that would come up, they would already hit the wall, right, of the league seeing him a little bit. Um, I know it's a small sample size, but he has harnessed the command. So I just need to give props there. I know I listed off all the bench guys and I'm you know, talking about AAA, you know, sort of level players there. But he was one that came up and I did enjoy um, what I've seen from him in his limited time here. So uh, credit yeah. where it's due, right? <laughs> And Santos has done a decent job, too. Um, I think he's been all right overall. And then you've got, I mean, it's just, and it's kind of interesting because these guys come out of nowhere. They put up, you know, they give you good innings. And it kind of proves the point of, like, you don't need to go spend $50 billion on your bullpen if you can find guys like this that will give you good pitching and stretches. 
um, then you don't have to pay Joe Kelly $10 million to sit on the IL all season. Right. Yeah. And unfortunately that that's, you know, a problem that stems deep with, you know, scouting player development, all of that kind of stuff, because they're not, it's not like they're churning out a bunch of names that are ready to come up and, you know, contribute uh, into a bullpen there. So that's right. why I, I pointed out when it's a, you know, surprise thing like Keenan Middleton here, whereas the Rays, the team we're going to play now, they basically just build it up every year with guys that they just cycle through their system. So um, it's, you know, compare and contrast there and take what you will away from that. So, um, but we're about wrapping up here on Sox on Tampa. I wanted to shout out a comment that we got dropped in here earlier. Matthew Lucas, um, love seeing this guy in the comments all the time. But he says, hey, guys, appreciate what you do for us Sox fans, even when it sucks. That's what we're here for. We're here for your event session. Come have a beer with us after the game. Drop your comments in here. Um, that's that's what we're here for because we're all just here having fun talking about this team, even if they make it not fun, make me angry, make me sad. Um, we'll bullshit together through it. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate that. We'll yeah. be here for you all year, man. Yeah. <laughs> Beer all season. So, um, all right. Uh, that about does it here for socks on tap. We appreciate everyone tuning in once again, uh, a reminder, no shows on Fridays and Saturdays. So we will be back with Sunday fun day. Um, obviously they have the off day Thursday, excuse me, their fourth much needed off day, just three weeks into the season here. Cause that's how we roll. Um, as White Sox fans, so um, no show uh, Friday, Saturday, we'll be back Sunday, fun day. Um, go subscribe on YouTube so you don't miss it. Hit the little bell button and you'll know when we go live. Um, and then go and check us out social media at Sox on Tap and at On Tap Sports Net. Everyone, have a great weekend. Crack them, probably gonna need to get through this series, but I think Saturday should be a exciting ball game. Uh, with a great pitching matchup. So, it's my final thought. Besnick, hit me with yours, and then let's roll out on out of here. It's tough to sugarcoat anything when you're seven and 12, but I mean, uh, just trying to hope that these guys hit or pitch or the one thing we get is good enough to win. Um, that's, uh, that's all I got. Right now. I want, we did see just a wave of offense at the beginning. I want to return to that because hitting and runs are fun. So we'll leave it at that until next time. White Sox forever. White Sox forever.